the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. And, uh, Kleenex. The, uh, oh, thank you. Good, good, good. Okay. There. Uh, all right. We are good to go. Uh, our show is all about savings and investments. And the, uh, I spilled a little Coke on the thing, and then it was just about to spill over, and now I'm saved. Okay. We are good to go. Uh, the, our show is about saving and investment. And our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key to uh, to building up wealth over the long run, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And really, we've seen a collapse of savings rates over the last couple of years for a number of reasons. Really, it, uh, it's picking up some, but but it was too easy to spend money. Credit was too easy. And so it wasn't just individuals, but it was corporations. Everybody loaded up on debt. And now we have a world that's a worse in debt. Debt levels have gone up 30%, 30 40% from the last financial crisis, which is very unusual. Typically, after a very severe financial crisis, what happens is is the your debt levels go down. If you look at the 1930s, look at the, the bank panic of, uh, panic of, uh, 2000, of 1907. Uh, if you look at the... Uh, if you look at the the crash in 1929, the depression, it took decades to get the debt levels back up. If you look at the inflation, uh, after the inflation went up, interest rates went up to 10 percent. Uh, people, the the in the recession of 1980, debt levels stayed down for years, and then all of a sudden we had in 1999 we had the tech bubble blow up, which really wasn't related to debt at all. Most of these companies are really funding their 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 companies with uh, stock. It was cheap, and and so there really wasn't much debt. And then then Alan Greenspan took rates down to very low levels, and companies started loading up on debt. The economy after that time didn't sell off because it was really at the tech bubble. It's really a tech bubble in one specific area, and and the rest of the country did pretty well. And then we had the two thousand and eight and two thousand. Uh, nine uh, financial collapse, 
And, and again, it was brought on by debt on Wall Street. And we, we, in, in 2007, on the Max Out Savings Show, we brought these things up to you. We said, look, there's going to be a housing crisis, and the housing crisis is going to morph into a, a financial crisis on Wall Street. We said we examined the balance sheets of the investment banks on Wall Street, and we felt one of them was going to fail. We said Lehman Brothers at the time. This was 2007, and, and nobody believed it was possible. We wrote a, one of our papers, The Perfect Storm, in 2000. In, in I think it was the summer of 2007, a year before the whole thing really blew up, warning this. And then we laid out the case in October, November of 2007, put the balance sheets of the Wall Street firms and, and said they were going to crash. We actually had some chief strategists of some Wall Street firms subscribe to the Max Out Savings Report And uh, after that. And, and, and so... You know, we, we've kind of seen these things, but but it, and so in 2009, we just had some bonds called for our clients the other day that we picked up in 2009. We were getting eight point eight eight and a quarter percent, eight point one two five, somewhere in there for some investment grade bonds that finally just got called in. And uh, we the whole time we collected that because the people thought the whole financial system was going to collapse. That's how bad it was. The Federal Reserve will tell you that. <clears throat> the people in the know will tell you the financial system was close to collapse, so the Fed rushed in to save it. And we went because of over-indebted of Wall Street firms, and here we are nine years later back in exactly the same boat again. The interesting thing, what is different this time is the banks, the, the banks really aren't, do not have the, the the debt levels they had. We we really one thing the Federal Reserve has done is gotten pretty tough with the banks, forced them to re- raise their capital requirements, forced them to write off bad loans quicker, uh, and they're much much more sound. They they can't trade because of the Volcker rule. They've reduced their trading ability, so you don't have these gigantic balance sheets on Wall Street. But corporate America, on the other hand, is completely loaded up in debt. In nine years, we went from CFOs of companies reporting to the CEO that, hey, we don't have the cash to operate. We can't roll over our commercial paper to let's lever up and buy back as much stock as we can at at 30 times earnings. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, even though we're only growing at about eight or nine times earnings. And so... That that is the difference, and 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 so here we are heading back into the same situation again. The question is, how does it play out? And the answer is, we know, running up huge, massive amounts of debt, and now we're going into a rising interest rate environment and rising inflation, and that's never it's going to end badly. And the question, how does it all end badly? We'll have to see. And it's it's a never ending saga. The one mistake we've made. It really, I think, more than anything else, has allowed the Federal Reserve to come in and rescue people that are levering up on debt and and uh, recklessly running their companies and bailing them out. And and if you do not have failure in a capitalist system, then you shouldn't have a capitalist system. You should immediately move to a communist system. I mean, there's just there's no other way around it because capitalism cannot function without failure. And the problem is, is the Federal Reserve wants to step in and bail people out, and the bailouts are, are making our situation worse and worse. And, and and this is why you've got to continue to save more for your retirement. Now we have huge government deficits coming on, we have rising interest rates, and we have entitlements which nobody. Even even cares or talks about of Social Security, Medicaid, uh, the disability, all of these things. There's no way we can afford all these things. And the the, the numbers blow up every single time anybody looks at them from the uh, GE 
uh, the GAO up to the Democrats, to the Republicans, to outside think tanks. Everybody comes up with exactly the same conclusion. Sometime in the, in the next 10 to 20 years, these entitlements are going to completely implode, and we're not going to be able to afford them. So you have to save more money for your retirement, for yourself, and understand that. And and I, I think we're going to see more and more of this type of thing happening. Uh, so remember, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. By the way, the Max Out Saving Show is a live show, so you can call us during the show. We are here in Houston, Texas, live. We've been here for over 10 years. One of Houston's most longest-running, most longest-running, yeah, uh, longest-running uh, financial radio shows. And, and and the other thing, we've we've got some good news coming out here. Phenomenal um Unemployment rate. The unemployment rate went to 4.1 percent. Three over 300,000 jobs created. It's exciting. I mean, things are starting to work with Donald Trump. The idea that a low tax, low regulatory environment will encourage business and encourage growth. This is was always thought the bedrock of the capitalist system. All of a sudden, for the for quite frankly, most of 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 Washington D.C. utterly forgot this thing. In, in their pell-mell rush to the new world order, uh, the Donald Trump gets in there. He starts reducing regulation. He cuts taxes with the biggest tax cut, uh, the biggest tax overhaul since the 1980s. It's exciting. And I'll tell you what I'm hearing from my sources up in Washington is there are much, they're doing much more to deregulate than people realize. And one of the big success stories coming out of Donald Trump is the deregulation. And so these things are encouraging jobs, they're encouraging growth, and we're starting to see it. Big numbers come. People were shocked how many jobs, 300,000 jobs were created, uh, 4.1% unemployment. We, we talked to, the week before, we said, look, the, the uh, new jobless numbers came in the lowest since 1969. It's extraordinary. It's exciting. And and so, things are starting to happen here. And and so we. I and I don't. I I think I think this is a positive. And and I think this is the the we're starting to see the shift from the financial economy where all the world revolves around Wall Street and the stock market to the world revolves around jobs, growth, plant, and equipment. And it's exciting times. Tell what. Let's take a call from who's that? Randy. Let's. Randy, how you doing today? Uh, not good. I'm sick. Uh, I'm going to see if I oh, can no. make some sense out of what we're talking about. It might be that that pollen. Uh, no, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm, I'm hammered. But I did hear you talking about the banks. Now, I remember back in the 80s when uh, all the banks and all the savings alone in Texas, and I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but they basically were all out of business. Yeah, Texas was about the war. We were the epicenter. Yeah, they had to bring in the RTC to bring off the bad assets and all that stuff. But I was thinking about this. Uh, <clears throat> if the banks bring in the deposits is uh, short-term and they pay the low, you know, little dividend to hold your money, and then uh, they're, now they're giving out all these loans in 3 and 4%, what, what, when, when rates go up and and we start having a lot of real estate loans of 6 7 8%, which would be maybe more normal than we have now, mm-hmm. is that going to hurt the bank's capital because they have all these low-rate loans that they're, they're getting money, they're not much getting much money in? Well, to some extent it will, but, but keep in mind some of those things are offset by three- and four-year CDs. And so they've, they've, they're probably balancing those. The theory is, and we own some of the banks for our clients, the theory is – is that 
the higher interest rates are going to help the banks out because they can charge more on on the the the, uh, the loans. Yeah, and they call, it, they call it net net asset. Yeah, look, I think if interest like rates go above probably three and a half, maybe three point seven five, it's going to start hurting the banks, and that's still a ways away. Uh, the and so many of these loans nowadays are really are really uh, uh, floating rate loans. And, uh, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. They actually had a fixed rate in an apartment complex, and I was surprised. You know, it's hard to get some of these things, and they tend to be shorter-term 7- to 10-year loans. And so they can kind of match. They're they're doing a better job of matching their books. This is something, Randy, we have to watch out for. Okay, well, it, it, for now, I, mean, I think uh, it's not a problem. Are, are all these arms, and they're going to get us into trouble again like we had starting in 2007, 2008, when we had all those people with the, the, the liar loans, the teaser loans, and all of that stuff like that. And then when they got reset four or five years later, then they ended up defaulting and foreclosing on all of them. We're not looking for that again, are we? Oh, I, look, I think you can see that in two or three years. Uh, it's not right now. Rates are slowly going up, and most people are – I think it's going to slow down the real estate market to some extent. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's well, a lot I... of guys uh, – look, one of the I, – I, I tell you what. I think if you had to ask the Federal Reserve, one of the things they're most disappointed in – I, would, I think they might tell you the fact that, hey, we cut interest rates the lowest in history, and you would have thought a lot of people would have really said, hey, this is great. Instead of a 30-year loan, I'll do a, a 15 or a 10 or a 20, you know, a 10-year loan, and I'll, have all my, I'll just pay it off quicker. It, right. And that's the one thing that hasn't happened. There's too much debt in the system, and so that is going to be a problem going forward, but not right now. For now, higher rates are are negative for real estate. They're not going to cause a problem for now, but down the way they will. Yeah, okay, well, banks are pretty well capitalized now, so yes. I'm, not, I'm not particularly afraid of it right now. But uh, I, uh, I know when you're talking about back in uh, 2008, 2009 on my, on my bond screener, almost everything on there was a bank or a financial and mostly Bank of America, you know, and then suddenly they, they began to, you know, get their – get back on their feet and then the next time we had a big crisis was when the 30 dollar barrel of oil you know then we had a bunch of distressed companies bought there too so right now i don't really see anything distressed so no, that's that's uh, I, think, point, I think yeah. we're okay right now yeah no i think that's i think that's a good point there randy i mean i think for now we're okay i do believe and i had some discussions with this with some clients this week on on the banks I, I kind of like like you point out the bank, the Fed, and the banks have done a really good job of cleaning up their act. The debt problems right now in the country are in real estate, as you point out, and in corporate America. Right. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of that. Okay, Ted. Well, we'll keep an eye on the banks. Thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. Okay. Good talking to you, Randy. Yeah, I, mean, I think Randy's got some good points. I mean, what's going to happen for now? I think I think the higher rates are, are positive because the economy is getting better. The uh, Oh, we're coming up here in a break. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. By the way, we write a lot about this in our Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, manage your retirement, go to our website. You can sign up for an appointment with me at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings with an S dot com. Bye. We'll be right back. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. 
Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. You know, fascinating thing. Donald Trump is going to to meet with Kim Jong Il at North Korea, and you're hearing all types of commentary. It, you know, I talked. I was talking to some people this weekend on this this week on this subject, but. You know, over the last 30 years, we've been trying to solve North Korea, Iran, and the Chinese, uh, and the trade deficit, particularly with the Chinese. And over the last 30 years, not one single president, including Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, were able to ever come up with solve these problems. They could hardly make a dent in the problems. And and, and by the way, they tried a lot of different t- different things kind of the same thing every time, trying to negotiate, negotiate, and get a deal, and it didn't work. And then two years later, they're back doing exactly the same thing. Or they did a few things, like they were going to solve the trade deficit. The classic was they'd always rush out, buy, China would announce they are buying a bunch more Boeing planes and do something for Microsoft, and they'd steal another 150 factories. And and the same thing with Kim Jong-il. Oh, he was going to stop, no problem. It never, ever, ever changed. You know, you you reach a point where you have to realize that this stuff is not working the way way you want. Hey, it's a gamble with 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 Trump, with going meeting Kim. But you've got to do something to try to change the game and try to get this out. One of the 
North Korea is a threat for two reasons. Number one, if you allow North Korea to have nuclear weapons again, eventually all types of other countries are going to get nuclear weapons. And if we let that happen, one of these days, one of those weapons, for whatever reason, is going to make its way to a nuke to an American city and detonate a nuclear weapon in an American city. You can take, in my opinion, it's going to be in the future, but it will happen. And so you got to stop it now, and because these things can do so much damage and can be so devastating, and that doesn't even include hiking one a hundred miles up in the air and detonating over the United States of America and with an EMP, which actually makes the detonation in, in a city look like child's play. And so you got to stop this now, whatever it takes. If you got to go to war with North Korea and commit American troops. It's a worthwhile effort to take the, to stop this threat of nuclear proliferation. To make no mistake about it, so you've got to do something there. And the other reason is is look, every time we try to do something about uh, trade with China, China gins up North Korea, and then we start we start make, get, getting all our concessions to the Chinese, so they'll do something about North Korea. So it's costing us American jobs. This has got to stop. It, 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 it's time we make some big changes in this country and start fighting for the American people and putting the United States first. And, and, and I think he's doing a good job of it. it. It's not an easy task. But understand what you're dealing with if, if you let Kim Jong-il do this. It's, and by the way, it might not even be him, but eventually someone else, Korea or South Korea, is going to need nuclear weapons, and then Vietnam's going to need nu- Someone else is going to have a weapon. Somewhere something's going to go wrong, and when it does, it's going to be a catastrophe for the world. And you've got to stop it. Everybody knows this is coming, and, and, but nobody wants to be the person to, to sit there and say, we're going to have to commit troops. And, 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 and I mean— you know, so it's it's something you're gonna have to look at. So I, I think this is a real positive. The market looked at it as a positive. It's gonna take some time. Uh, we'll have to see. Now, here's a fasc- fascinating article in Barron's this week, and this goes to what we've been talking about on the Max Out Savings Show. Is the a couple of things. What we've been saying on the show is we're making a shift from a financial economy based on Wall Street stocks where we point to the stock market and say the economy in the United States is great. And we also engage in financial engineering where we buy and sell corp corporations, firing workers, cutting plant and equipment. And we go in or, or we, we hire a new CEO and he shuts down plant or, or he delays putting a new plan and removes a plan overseas. Also, the earnings go up every year and everybody's happy to the real economy, which is building the United States of America, strengthening the United States of America, hiring American workers, giving American workers jobs, putting in new plant and equipment, investing. Investing in research and development over the long term so the United States is the strongest economy and the strongest nation on the planet. Okay, so these are good things that's happening here, but we're having to wrest it away from from basically Wall Street to the real economy. And, and this is the battle that's taking place. And so what I've been telling people is, is look, this doesn't mean, the, as the economy gets better, it doesn't mean the stock market's going to go up forever because interest rates are going up because there's more demand for money, because interest rates are too low, and that's going to affect the price of real estate, as we talked with Randy on. It's also going to affect the price of stocks. And, and so, but this is very exciting for the real world. And so, this week, we had a blowout jobs number, over 300,000 jobs. Now, here's an interesting story in Barron's. Have you heard this? The Great Labor Crunch. 
it, it, it took three mere months for the Great Recession to claim millions of American jobs. Now, as employers scramble to rebuild the workforce, they're facing a dilemma. The labor pool is shrinking, and it could take decades to come back. Across the nation, industries of various trucking, construction, real estate, retail, uh, actually retail, fast food, oil drilling, and manufacturing, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find good help. There's a labor shortage, and it's going to get worse. This is what we've been talking about. And in what you're seeing, <clears throat> unemployment at 4.1%, 17-year uh, low, wages are rising in a more robust pattern. This is what we've been talking about in the show. We're saying this is exciting things. Donald Trump is fundamentally shifting the economy. And millions of people that dr- the, the other this is the other thing like they talk about dunkin donuts they they want to build a thousand new locations they're struggling to get workers to f- put in these places you know i was talking to a, we had another client come in yesterday and the comment they made is is they were seeing a lot of help wanted signs all over the place up in tomball there's it, just it's it's hard to get it's hard to get good workers now, which means this is more inflationary, and, and, and this is which rates are going up, and we have to expect more inflation, prepare for more an inflationary economy. But as wages go up, uh, they're going to have to do something. Here, here's another interesting story here. The uh, This company here, what's the name of it right here? Target, da, da, da. Uh, uh, American Giant, okay, he came up with the idea that, look, we're going to make high-quality U.S. clothes and sell them here, and and Americans will pay more because it's American-made product. So so he he, he starts up, orders go great. The factory's booming. He keeps expanding. He can't find workers. The delay's got to be six months because they can't find workers. Now they're starting on their Christmas season in April hiring more workers, because there's such a demand for American-made products, but it's hard to find workers. Now, here's the key thing to understand. If you listen to Alan Greenspan, who is one of the more brilliant people I've ever met, I think I think uh, Bernanke and Yellen are complete idiots. They're basically ivory tower uh, economists. But Greenspan understood things. And, and Greenspan's always talked about what's not happened is productivity is not going up. And what is why hasn't productivity gone up? It's because companies have not put money into plant and equipment and research and development. Instead, what they've done is they've shifted things overseas and fired workers. And so the economy isn't growing. And so what what you've seen is is you've seen uh, consumer spending's at high levels, but corporate spending is not, and the economy's not growing because of it. Now with shortage of workers. Companies are going to automate more and more things so they can produce more, which productivity is going to go up, and this is going to further help out jobs in hiring, and and, and, and it's going to boost the United States economy. And this is why this is so exciting here uh, in the U.S. is you're seeing a fundamental shift. And, and so we're making the – now, here's the problem. Companies have to pay more. We, we're on these conference calls you know, for, for companies we're invested in, and they're going, well, yeah, things are uh, – we didn't quite hit the earnings, or, or we're not sure where the earnings are going to go. The, we're having to pay more for plant equipment. We're having trouble getting – our trucking, our logistical costs are going up. The, the inflation is coming into the system, and so you have to understand we have record low interest rates. Two years ago, we had the lowest interest rates in the history of planet Earth. Okay, That's a long time. Now, maybe there was another civilization a million years ago. I don't know, but from what I go back 5,000 years, and I'm not kidding when I say this, 5,000 years, the lowest interest rates in the history of the world. And and now 
and that's pushed artificially pushed up stock prices. So you've got to be understand that there's a lot more risk in the markets, but the economy is getting better. And this, this is exciting. And so you want to start shifting your assets to more inflation type of things. Commodities are going to go up. Companies that can make things are going to go up. It, it, and it, it's a fundamental shift. Uh, another interesting thing happened this week. A lot of really interesting things are happening. I mean, a lot of things are happening. Uh, Qualcomm. There's a company called Qualcomm. Do you know what Qualcomm is? Okay, yeah. Okay, Ryan's familiar with it. And the, okay, Qualcomm makes the chips that go in a lot of phones and different things. And, but there's something called 5G coming out, which is a very high speed uh, internet. It's going to be, so you have super high speed, you know, five, 10 times or more faster. Uh, so I've seen some cases 50, 100 times faster in some of these things. Could be a thousand times faster than some of the stuff at our house. But anyway, uh, the, the, but she said, well, Ted, look, I've got a pretty high speed, you know, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting HD TV. I'm perfectly happy. What do I need this for? Here's the reason why with artificial intelligence and big data, what we're going to need in self-driving cars and more types of things like that, we're going to need massive amounts of internet capacity And this 5G is going to get you there. Qualcomm holds the key to that with their chips. Now there's a company called Broadcom, which is a Singapore company that that wanted to take it over. The Singapore company's run by a Chinese person. Well, China has been trying to get their paws on Qualcomm for a long time because they they know that this is one of the key, the things in the future. And, and and so there's something called CFIUS, which is a government organization that they watch out for, you know, what's in the best interest of the United States and a strategic thing. And they they have delayed the shareholder meeting at Qualcomm to try to for that that uh, Broadcom's trying to put their people on the board because they're saying a couple things. This is a strategic interest of the United States to control 5G. Number two, they're also worried that once Broadcom takes it over, they're going to fire all the research people and cut costs so they can pay off all the debt that they've taken on for the company. And and, and number three, they also do uh, def- they probably do some work for the government as well. And so what we're doing is fortunately we're starting to defend our strategic interests with something we haven't done. We've given China free access to every single thing we no no country no country has ever benefited more from technology from another country than China from the United States. The only time the only time a country's benefited more from technology, you've got to go back to Roman times when they sacked Carthage and took all the stuff back to Rome. That's that's they that you know go go back to, to Constantinople when that was sacked and it was moved back to Rome uh, as well. Those are the two times in history that there's been more technology transfer. Okay, in this time they did it priestly and they basically stole every bit of the technology from American companies right underneath our nose and nobody in Washington said word one to these people. And and. And so now we're starting to stand up to them. Donald Trump is getting tough. He's getting tough with China. He's protecting American workers. And more important than that, he's protecting the interests of the United States of America, something that we've not seen a president do for at least 20 years. And and so, again, more exciting things. This means more jobs, more work in the United States. And so... So I want you to understand things are starting to change. You have to start preparing for more inflation. Uh, you're going to have to more more... Uh, more productivity increases and and rates are going up and, and this is something that we're going to continue to see see going forward and and so now how does this affect 
are we coming? Oh, we're coming up here on a break here in just a minute. Uh, the uh, if, you, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Also, if you're not signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, I'm going to be writing another one on a lot of these topics. Uh, also, talk, we talk a lot about different types of uh, of saving tips, of building up wealth tips. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And I'd like to help you if you have uh, retire, you're coming to retirement, need someone to help manage your assets. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for a free report. So what? Uh, let's take a quick break here. And uh, we'll be right back. Uh, again, questions or comments, 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, a lot to talk about in the show uh, today. Uh, you know, a lot of things really happening. The uh, market uh, ha- had a big run at the end of the week. We'll discuss that. Some it broke above the 50-day moving average. And because people are so nervous about this market, all the technical guys and all the computers and all the 
artificial intelligence programs are all looking at these 50-day and 25-day moving averages and 100- and 200-day moving averages. You can see these stocks just exploding through back and forth through them, and, and this is something. Now it's above the 50. It's a little safer. This is this is something we're going to watch closer. Chad, let's take a, a call from Chuck. Hey, Chuck, how you doing? Hi, Chad. Um, I, I had a question for you about sure. uh, corporate debt as a problem. Uh, if I remember right, in the last problem we had, we had uh, commercial paper and a lot of securitized loans. I don't think either of those things are in play anymore for corporate debt, are they? No, they've done a much better job of of cutting back the commercial paper and moving out to longer-term debt. And, and so if you look at that debt, a lot of that debt is 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 coming due in in eight in 18 19 20 22 23 but they they've stretched it out quite a bit so so that back in 08 a lot of these corporations were were really running a lot of commercial paper because it was the cheapest way to finance which worked real well till they lost access to the commercial paper market yeah so i was thinking that if we have a problem it's going to really fall back on the bondholders rather than be an endemic thing that might you know, topple a whole financial structure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It, and one other thing is, it, I can't tell you how many times I see they have $4 billion worth of debt and a billion dollars worth of cash in the company. They, they're running a lot more cash right now. And, and so, yeah, look, I, I think I think the next crisis is going to be in the corporate market with some of these people that have really levered up quite a bit. If, if, the, if the earning, if, if we hit a recession, they're going to be in trouble, particularly if rates start going up in an inflationary environment, which is what we think is going to happen. Thanks, Ed. Okay. Good, good call, Chuck. I mean, yeah, look, I think this is where the real problem, one of the real problem areas is corporate debt. Uh, and this is something we're going to have to continue to watch. Uh and by the way, I'm not looking for rates to go way up. I uh, I think they could go into three, three and a half percent this year, and and then we'll see where they go when inflation takes off. Tell you what, let's take a call from uh, Willie. Hey, Willie, how you doing? Willie, is Willie there? Hello, Willie, we're not hearing Willie. Okay, uh, put him on hold. Let's see. We'll go to uh, Laura. Laura, hello. Hi, Ted. Yes, I'm here. Oh, excellent. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, I just kind of wanted to chime in about those uh, numbers, jobs. You know, yes, there was a really high rate of growth that even, you know, surprised most economists. Yes. But when you look back and you peel the onion, most of that growth came from construction, manufacturing, and retail. And my question is, is that, you know, whether or not a lot of these employees are actually 1099 and minimum wage employees, and how does that how does that impact the long term savings rate for these employees and the incentives for investment by these, these these companies and these sectors? And my last question is the sharing economy with Uber and Airbnb. How is that impacting job growth and productivity? Well, okay, that's a great question, Laura. Look, a, a couple things. The the numbers are uh, really. Uh, I, the, the problem with saving is if your contract you hit really hit, hit I want to cut that first that's one of the bigger problems out there is if your contract it's right. much harder to save and and, and 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 so this could be affecting our savings rate this is why it's so important if you're a contract worker and a lot of people are we talk to people all the time if you can't use the the, the company plan or the plan you're if some people farm out through a different group 
If you can't use it, then start your own IRA or, or, or SEP, Simplified Employee Pension, to, in, to continue your savings. I think that could be hurting the savings rate, but one of the big dangers for contractors is not saving enough money. Uh, it, it, right. If you're working for an oil company or something on on the company payroll, it's all, the savings plans are almost idiot-proof. If you're a contractor, it's much more difficult. The, the the question also as far as the uh the the spending in in how is it in effect look i think what you're seeing is shortages in the in these areas we we talked about construction manufacturing and retail uh retail's a little different but i think you're going to see more yeah. more investment in the tax the way the tax thing was structured they 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 get quicker write offs which is going to help them out so you're going to see more investment in plant and equipment. So, I, oh, my gosh, I can't hire workers. We're having a horrible time hiring workers. Well, if we put this assembly line in, in here over here, we can increase production 30%, and maybe we, get, we, we only need to hire a few workers. Maybe we need a few less, but we can afford to pay people more. And and so it's going to force companies, since they cannot get workers, to automate more, which means going to increase productivity. When you increase productivity, you increase you can you have the ability to increase wages. Right, and 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 that's where that technology automation argument comes up. And then you know you are going to have some people get off the grid, and then they're going to have they're going to be forced to find you know something else. But yeah. I, I, that's just kind of, you know, the ups and downs of technology, automation, and then eventually trade, where you begin to, you know, uh, optimize on what you can produce at a lower cost. But one thing is, I wanted to get your opinion on the sharing economy. People are making big deals about this. What's your opinion on, on Uber and Airbnb and other forms well, of sharing? I, I think I think it's a really big deal. Younger people, particularly uh Ryan just talking about Ubering to the rodeo. Uh, and, and so <laughs> the uh, that's look, I think that's a big deal. My son, he was he went to Dallas and, and a comment he made was his Airbnb fell through. So the, the young people really that it lets them uh, it lets them uh, afford things. It also spreads more wealth around the system in, in, in for mm-hmm. more jobs. Uh, one thing that's happening with this job shortage we're seeing, one of the really good things that's happening with this tight labor market is we've got different groups of people out there, people with drug problems, uh, people that were in prison, people with disabilities that before didn't really have a chance to get a job. Now corporations are more willing to take a chance on some of these people. And I think there really should be more special programs for these groups to try to get them into the workforce, which will get them off of their problems and make them productive members of society. And one of the really good things about how this unemployment is is, is caving down and, and people can't find workers is they're going to these people that are good, solid people if you just give them a chance. And, and so I think all of this stuff is working, and, and I'm not as afraid of the sharing economy and I'm not as sh- or automation because this is going to make the country a stronger com- company over, country over the long term, and it solves mm-hmm. some of our, our lab- labor shortage problems. Yeah, that's really good point. I just wish a lot of this was in the legislative pipeline because I find our Congress people, both at the st- at Texas legislature and at the Congress level, you know, they're they're just handling issues that are, in my opinion, as as a working American, you know, rather mute. It's like, okay, well, let's move on and and let's do something really productive here because we have people who are waiting to work, willing to work, and able to work. And you know, those are just the couple of things that I see about this interesting. Um, jobs market and, you know, the potential for growth 
uh, in the near future. So thanks a lot, Ted, for taking my question. Okay, thank you, Laura. Good, good, excellent questions. Uh, really good discussion. And look, I, I think we're seeing good, good things happening. One thing, I, you know, I had a dinner a while back with Van Taylor. Van's running for Congress up in uh, Dallas, and uh, and and he was a state legislator. And one of the things he did a lot of work with the with the the electricity grid and the danger, the EMP, and different. That we really talked about that. It's a big interest of mine, and there are people doing this stuff, but it is very frustrating when they get bogged down in just kind of ridiculous things back and forth. Uh, And really, I mean, the country is moving forward. And the one thing that Trump has done is I think he really understands the value of of redoing the tax plan. It wasn't just cutting the tax rates. It, it It was increasing the deductibility of different things and encouraging American companies to put a factory, make it advantageous to put the factory here and hire the workers or put the new production line in. Oh, my gosh, we can't find workers. Let's let's expand this. We'll automate this here. We can increase our production and keep this. And then we don't need to hire any more workers, but then we can afford to pay more. Final thing, uh, and then we'll take a uh, we'll see if Willie's back is. Keep in mind, too, the minimum wage is about $7. Nobody's paying $7. They, 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 these companies are raising the minimum wage at their company eventually to $15. The reason is because is they can't get any workers at those rates anyway. I mean, and so this is what a good economy does for you. Tell you what, let's take a call from Willie. Willie, are you there? Willie? Willie, uh-oh. Willie is out of commission. Okay, drop Willie. Uh, if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. Uh, a couple things. I was looking at the interest rates this week, and rates are going up. Uh, we're seeing more inflation. Uh, the 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 thirty year bond is is about three point one six percent. The the ten year, which is much shorter, is only at two point nine. So it's only about twenty five basis points less. And you're at two point eight on the seven year bond right now. And, and so you're getting what's known as a flattening yield curve. We, we've got one and one and a half in in that area for for the Fed funds, and uh, they're going higher. I mean, you could see an inverted yield curve before this is over, but it's going to be inverted at a record low rate. One of the more interesting things we're starting to see is you can get close to two percent or over two percent on CDs, and so we're looking at you know we, for some of our clients we're starting to look at CDs and stuff because. We can get a fair rate of return on some of our very short-term money that we're going to need. You know, liquidity within a year or so, uh, you're starting to get some good value in some fixed income areas, something we haven't seen in probably three or four years. We're starting to look at some fixed income on the shorter end because we're starting to see some opportunities. I think it's going to continue. And by the way, in fixing, you want to stay away from the the junk bond sector. They're going to have a problem in that sector. And this is something, so keep in mind, next time we go into slowdown, that's the over-leveraged section, so that's the one you want to avoid. Uh, tell what, let's take a call from, is Roy, is it Roy? Yes, it's Roy. Roy, how are you doing? Um, first, I want to say that you've got a great show. I live in um, on the Mississippi River in southern Minnesota, and I come to the Houston area once a year to get out of the cold. Uh, and you, you've just got a great show. They, the... the uh, People in Houston that that listen to this don't realize how lucky they are. Okay, so having you, said that, I just have a sh- a short question. Um, do you think that gold will will go up, and how specifically, like the gold miners? Do you think they, um, you know, will will rise up 
uh, when things get a little worse? Yeah, a couple things. This is what's good. I think we're seeing more inflationary. I think the economy is picking up, which is going to be good for commodities in general. And so I I think gold and silver are good places to be. I think they haven't gone anywhere for a while. They've, They've underperformed, but... As inflation picks up, they're going to be a good place to be because inflation is going to pick up ahead of interest rates, which is going to be good for gold. When when inflation's accelerating ahead of interest rates, that's positive for gold. Also, you're going to see an increased demand in industrial sector for gold and silver, which is going to help them out. The other thing, we believe somewhere in here we're going to have a currency crisis. Uh, it might be the euro. Now, that if the Italians pull out or have problems, it might be a, a debt implosion in China or some type of problem in China. It could be Japan. It, it, you never know what's going to happen here. One of these currencies in the next two or three years is going to have some big problems. And when it does, it's going to further spark gold up in silver. And, and so, yes, I like the sector uh, and, and I think it's lagged, and I think we're making a slow transition. We're not going to see massive inflation, you know, three months from now. But the, 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 the interest rates bottomed from a 30-year bull market uh, probably, well, about two years ago. They broke above trend lines over the last two or three months. And now the, 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 you're starting rising interest rates, rising inflation. That's good for gold and silver. Do you, th- do you think it's at a bottom, uh, or do you think it will go lower? Before it goes up, uh, you might see one more bottom, but I, you know, I think in here I would be, you know, I'd sl- I would start accumulating because you might not get that bottom. It, it, it's a hard thing to figure there. All right, thanks a lot, Ted, and thanks. I listen to you on the uh, the internet uh, every Saturday morning in Minnesota at a breakfast place where there's five or six other people having breakfast that listen to you as well. You're 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 just common sense. And explain things very, very well. And um, as they say, the people in Houston are lucky. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. lot. Yeah, enjoy it. In Minnesota, I tell you, I've been fishing up there. That's really nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Roy. Uh, the so anyway, that's what uh, that's kind of what we see. We're looking for more uh, more inflation, more things moving up. Um, how are we doing time wise? We're in good shape, and um, the. Market. The question: What we're watching now is the market going to break up for one more run up or not? And this is something. It, it's above the fifty day now, so we're we're, we're watching those trends. Um, and we're, we're watching interest rates. We're watching the ten year. Is it going to break above? I noticed the 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 ten year was looked like it's it possibly starting to make a move. It might break about that two ninety up to the threes into the threes. I think it's going to the way way this economy seems to be accelerating. And we'll have to watch and see how that plays out with with, with the market in here. Uh and, and so this is something we're going to continue to watch. The we're going to write about this some in our Max Out Savings report. And if you're not on the list, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. We'll, we'll put you on the free list. Uh, and if you'd like some help uh, with your retirement uh, assets management, just go to the website. You can sign up for a free appointment to sit down with me, and we'll go over your financial situation. We, we'll take a look and see how you're set for retirement. We'll do kind of a back-of-the-envelope financial plan to see really what where, where you are, what you can really do at retirement. Uh and then show you our, our strategies. So it's just maxoutsavings.com, maxoutsavings.com. Let me see. What else do we have here? We, we got accelerating economy. That was a fascinating 
story out of Barron's with this labor shortages, the great labor crunch. Who would have thought? I mean, the great labor crunch. And, and by the way, I really think there's something in here, and I mentioned it, and I'm going to just repeat it. Uh, where is it? Da, da, da. Uh, two other point. It, millions of people have dropped out of the workforce owing to factors, disability, opioid addiction, peasant records that make it hard to snare jobs. Those people are now starting to get jobs, which is exciting to me. And, and I mean, I really think we're starting to see investment in plant and equipment and research and development in this country. You know, in the future, we should be able to produce most of what we have here, and then we should be able to take what we make our excesses and then help other people in the world build up their things. And I think that's the mistake we've been making. We shouldn't bring everyone here, but but first we've got to concentrate and make sure we build this country up and protect it. And so, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. One other thing, I noticed the German market is underneath the 200-day moving average. And, and this is something we want to watch closely. That Italian election did not go well. You had the left and the right. Both are kind of anti-immigrant, anti euro and so this is something we want to watch what's going to start happening in the europe in here so I, I, that's interesting anyway that for another show i hope everyone uh enjoys the weekend and thanks a lot for listening to the max out saving show and when you see you next week right here on 1070 the answer This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.